Welcome to the Hidden Acres podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa. We are pleased to bring you the audio from some of our 2022 High School Week seminars. This seminar was taught by Damian Peasley, lead pastor at Madrid EFC in Madrid, Iowa. The seminar title was, Social Media and Technology, Are You Using It or Is It Using You? Damien has members of the audience read most of the scripture passages, but they aren't picked up very well by the mic, so we kind of cut those parts out. If you are able to, like if you're not driving, I would recommend pausing the audio, reading the passage, and then coming back to the seminar. Enjoy! Like Colin said, my name is, is Damien, and the first thing that you need to know about me uh, is I'm old. Uh, when I was your age, um, a cell phone was about this big. Uh, or it was in a car, uh, my first cell phone plan was a 15-minute-a-month cell phone plan. There was no texting, uh, but our phone, we could make a phone call on it for 15 minutes a month. 1996, we got internet in my house for the first time. AOL came to our lives, thank you, and we got internet and we thought it was the coolest thing ever, right? This, this internet thing that you would log on and you would start to, to go in and then it would all these crazy noises. You would walk away, you'd fix yourself supper, you would change oil in your car, you would come back and you were already logged on and you thought it was the fastest thing ever. Like, I can't believe it was so fast. I am that youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor at church for 20 years, and I'm going to be, as Colin said, I'm going to be stepping into the, the senior pastor uh, role in September, and I am that youth pastor who doesn't allow his students to bring their phones on trips. I am that guy, and I will tell you why, because we need to learn to disconnect, right? We need to learn to disconnect from, from our, those devices, right? Our leaders are asked to do the same thing, uh, and our, our leaders are asked to not be on their phones except for ministry or family reasons while they are on the trip. There's also something that happens in our group that when we don't have those phones and we're not connected to those phones, guess what we do? We connect with each other. We connect with each other. I have a going-to-be-senior-in-high-school and a fresh going to be a sophomore in high school, and neither one of them have smartphones. I realize I am the worst parent in the history of mankind. Now, that is very likely going to be changing soon as we want them to understand, even while they're under mom and dad's watch, to honor Jesus with those things. But here's what I want to challenge you with today. I don't think technology, social media, is evil. However, I do think we need to honestly think about are we using that technology or is it using us? And so I'm going to invite you to to really hear what the Lord is saying to you today and to honestly think about your social media and technology use. And as we get rolling on that, there are three overarching questions that I want you to consider. Three questions that uh, are over everything else that we do. And this stand just slowly moves down as it goes. Uh, three 
overarching questions. Number one, does it honor Jesus as king? Does my social media use, does my technology use honor Jesus as king? Is Jesus the king of how I use technology? And does it honor him as such? Does it honor Jesus as king? And you're going to see that all the way through. The second, the second question is, does it bring glory to God? Now, some of you were given some pieces of paper with Bible verses uh, on them. And if I say, I'll just say, hey, who has, and if, you, if that is you, just stand up where you are uh, when I say that and ni- nice and loud read it for us, all right? You, there's a bunch of scripture on, on your notes. If you don't have notes, uh, there's some sitting in the middle of the aisle right in the back. There's also some up here uh, if, you, if you still need them. Does it bring glory to to God. Colossians 3.17. Who has Colossians 3.17 on their piece of paper? Excellent. Nice and loud for us. Question for you. Does, is our social media and our technology usage, would that be included in whatever you do? Yes. Because whatever you do means whatever you do. Everything that you do. And so the second overarching question is, does it bring glory to God? The third question for us is just a foundational overarching question for everything else. Is how does this decision, right? How I use this, what I post, how I do this, whatever. How does this decision affect my opportunities and ability to live and share the gospel? How does it affect my ability and opportunities to live and share the gospel? Understand that every day in everything that you do, this is not just a social media technology question. This is an everything question. Everything that you would do affects your abilities and your opportunities to live and share the gospel. Let me give you a perfect example of what I mean. What you choose to post, whether it be an article, a picture, a, an opinion, a whatever, how will that affect your opportunities and your abilities to live and share the gospel? There are a lot of things that I want to at times post about and this question I ask myself all of the time because I know in my demographic in my town in my area in the in the sphere of influence that I have that if I post that thing which maybe there's nothing wrong with what I post but if I post that it's going to negatively affect my ability in my community to live and share the gospel And so as I run it through that filter, and the Lord says, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it to post that because of how it's going to negatively affect your opportunities to live and share the gospel in your community. 
Does that make sense what I'm saying? Right? Does that make sense? To think through how does this thing and how do I using this, how does it affect my opportunities and abilities to live and share the gospel? So those are three overarching questions that you're going to see all the way through. Now I want to just walk through 1 Timothy chapter 4 with you and think about and ask us to, to consider to consider how we are honoring Jesus as King, how we are bringing glory to God, how we are living and sharing the gospel as we walk through as 1 Timothy 4 says to be that example in speech, life, love, faith, and impurity. And so many times we focus on don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. And that's all great. I want to challenge you. If you don't want them to look down on you, set an example instead. Because I'll be honest with you. We adults many times have not set a very good example in this area. In our social media usage and our technology use. We haven't set a very good example. And so to set an example in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. So here we go. We start off with speech. How do we honor Jesus as King? How do we set an example in our social media and technology usage in our speech? Recognize when I say speech, obviously normally that means our thumbs. Right? You understand what I'm saying? All right. Now, there are times that it's our speech, but most of the time, I mean the things that we say, the things that we post, the things that we write, the things that we, the things that we comment, all of those things, the way that we use our speech in social media and technology usage. Ephesians 4.29, who's got that? Ephesians 4.29. Do you realize if we asked ourselves the question, does this build up, does this benefit those who are going to read this? Do you realize how little content would be on social media? There would be very little. But ask yourself the question, is what I'm about to post, is what I'm about to comment on, is what I'm about to say, is this going to benefit those who see it, those who read it? Is it going to build up? If not, let it go. Leave it be. We have created this world of social media that has just allowed us to say whatever the world we want that many times we wouldn't even say to people's face. But we just blurt out all kinds of things we just spew out this stuff using technology. And it's not beneficial to anybody. As I've said, adults have set an, a horrific example in this. All you got to look at is our political landscape and the way that people on social media just completely destroy the other side, whatever that means, through their social media usage. And the things that they post and say. James chapter 3. And my book is a slap in the face chapter. Because James chapter 3 talks about the use of our tongue. The things that come out of our mouth. And he says to us in James chapter 3. 
He says, brothers, with the same mouth you praise God and curse men who are made in his likeness. That doesn't make any sense. He says, with the same words, with the same mouth, you tell God how awesome he is. You stand before him and you sing and you raise your hand and you sing loudly and tell him how awesome he is. And with that very same mouth, you turn to somebody who that awesome, amazing God created and you treat them like garbage. And James says, that doesn't work, people. That's not how it should be. That's not how it should be. And so the things that we're saying, the things that we're saying, saying, are they benefiting those who listen? Listen, Colossians 4, 6. Colossians 4, 6. Excellent. Colossians 4, 6 is not telling you to be salty in the way that you think about salty. But instead, let your conversation be full of grace. Right? Seasoned with salt. That it, that it tastes good. That it adds flavor. Not that it tears people down. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The tongue, or in many cases, the thumbs, has the power of life and death. If I was to ask every single person in this room, every person in this room could give an example of how somebody ruined your day because of what they said. Maybe even ruined your week. And every single person in this room could give an example of how you were the giver of a comment, of, of something being said that brought death, that just tore down. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who eat it will eat its fruit. What's the fruit of life? I'll give you a hand, it starts with an L. Life. What's the fruit of death? Death. So whichever one of those you live by, guess what fruit you're going to eat? You're going to guess whichever, you're going to eat whichever one of those you choose to live by. And the things that come out of your mouth. Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, sin is not absent. But for those who learn to hold their tongue, that's wise. That's wise. Proverbs 21, 23. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. Two questions to ask yourself when it comes to our speech, right? The way we can set an example in our speech. The first question is this. Does it build up? Does it build up? Does my social media usage, does my technology use, is it being used to build others up? Or does it tear down? Does it build up? Secondly, is it life-giving? 
Is it life-giving? Are you speaking life into people? Man, I can tell you, I, I could pull up on my phone right now and I could pull up on my phone a text message from a couple weeks ago when I was having a rough day and a lady in our church sent me a text message and it was life-giving. It was life-giving and it pointed me to Jesus. It pointed me to Him. So does our speech, the things that, we're, that we are saying through social media and technology, whether text message, whatever, is it building others up? And is it life-giving? Secondly, not only to set an example in speech, but in life, or in other words, say our conduct, right? The way that you live, the things that you are doing. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Can I say something to you that I mean with all love and grace? The number of followers that you have doesn't matter. The number of likes that you get doesn't matter. And yet we're so focused on earthly things. You are going to live in a time, I understand that this is weird for you to think about, but you're going to live in a time where what you do on Snapchat or however many streak days you have, some of you are freaking out right now because your streak was, is over, or you gave it to a friend or a sibling at home and said, keep my streak alive, right? Because, oh, I mean, seriously, how is my life going to continue if my streak stops, Right? Yeah, you're laughing because you know it's true. Right? But we get so focused on these things that just don't matter. And you're going to live in a world where that's not going to matter anymore. Any of you heard of MySpace? Yeah, all four of you. Okay? MySpace was the coolest thing ever. When I, it came out when I was in high school and everyone's like, you got to do MySpace. And it was like the coolest thing ever for like a day and a half. And then it's, it's done. All of these things are temporary. And Colossians 3 says to set your minds and hearts on things above, things that are eternal, things that matter forever, and yet we get so focused on these temporary things, right? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? We get so focused on these temporary things. And we, we spend so much energy and so much effort and so much time on these temporary things. But now watch this. When your mind is set on eternal things, when your mind and heart is set on things above, you know what now matters? Your Instagram can now matter because your mind and heart is set on things above. Your technology usage can now matter when it's set on things above. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Our citizenship is where? In heaven, listen to me, this place, this world, if you're a follower of Jesus, this world is not your home. It's not your home. This is not where your citizenship resides. 
And so focus on the things that are important to your citizenship. Every four years, we focus on things that we never focus on any other time. Why? Because we're Americans. Americans. And now all of a sudden we care about curling. And nobody cares about curling. And then all of a sudden you're American and you care about curling. Why? Because that's your citizen that. And you care about this person that gets in a pool and swims. And you don't care about that any other time. But all of a sudden, because you're American, now it matters. Right? So the, the things that you put focus in are things of your citizenship. Our citizenship as a follower of Jesus is in heaven. So may our focus be on things that matter in eternity. So two questions for you to consider, to ask yourself. Does my technology usage, does my social media life match my identity in Christ? Does it match my identity in Christ? And secondly, because you're a citizen of heaven, because your mind is set on things above, does it match God's word? Does it match God's word? Thirdly, our love. We talked about this a little bit with our speech. But can I just tell you something? Can I just say to you, and I, and I say this to myself, man, we treat people like garbage, don't we? We treat people like garbage. So often, we don't love people well at all. I was on a missions trip in St. Louis several years ago, and we pulled up to this park. And as we pulled up to this park, there was, we, we got out of the vehicle, and all of a sudden, the, the leader from St. Louis over there goes, Damien, I need you to stand between these two girls. Okay. He goes, make sure this girl doesn't throw a brick at the other girl. What? So I'm literally, I've never met these girls in my life. I'm standing between this girl who's over here who has a brick in her hand and this girl over here, and I'm just sitting there going, don't. Like, I'm just, fortunately, nothing happened. So a little bit later, I said, uh, Ryan, why did this girl want to throw a brick at the other girl? And he goes, oh, she didn't like her socks. Okay. And I'll just tell you, we do the same things. Maybe we're not throwing a brick, but we're saying things and we're doing things just because we didn't like the person's socks. Or just because they root for this team. Or just because one time they looked at me weird. One time they, they looked at me all weird and so... Are we valuing people and loving people? Are we loving people with our social media and our technology usage? 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Question. Is our social media usage and our technology usage, would that be included in the phrase, do everything? Yes, it would. 
Pretty simple. Pretty short verse. But do everything in love. Say again. How can you do social media in, in love? Is that what you're asking? By, by the things that you by the things that you say to people, by the things that you, that you comment. Like, are the things you're saying, are they loving people? Are the things you're posting, is it loving people or is it bringing them down? Is it devaluing them? Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Right? Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Somebody have that? Philippians 2, 3 and 4. You will never be more like Jesus than when you're putting people first. You'll never be more like Jesus than when you're putting the other people first. That's what he calls us to. In a, in a me-first society, right, in a me-first world, he calls us to an other-centered life, to love people. Jesus says to his disciples, hey, this is how people will know that you belong to me. What does he say? This is how people will know. This is how people will know that you are my disciples if you what? Just take a guess. Love. This is how people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love. Not because you've changed your profile pic to have a cross in the background. Not because you have some Bible verse up there, which neither of those are bad. But Jesus says, this is how people will know that you're one of mine because you love people. Because you love people. And so the question to ask yourself is does my social media usage, does my technology usage show God's love to others? Does it show God's love to others? And secondly, does it show my love for God? Firstly, does it show God's love to others? Secondly, does it show my love for God? Are you with me? Are you with me? All right, here we go. I know I'm throwing like a bunch of stuff at you. I fully understand that. That's why all those verses are there. So, hope, so you can go back and you can just look through all this stuff again. Again, are there days that I wish that I could take these things and I could take every one of yours and I could throw it in a bonfire and I would just light that thing on fire and just be like, praise Jesus, they're gone. Yes, there are days that I wish I could do that. But they're not going away. It's not going away. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't ask ourselves, how do we honor Jesus with these things? You understand what I'm saying? Again, there are days that I want to throw this thing against the wall. And I want to take every kid in my youth groups and throw it against the wall. And every adult in our church and throw theirs against the wall. But we got to learn, because they're not going away, how do I honor Jesus with it? Second to last one, I have faith. Speech, life, love, faith. And in this, I want to ask you this, and you can fill it in, it's already there. Is it an idol 
Is social media, is your phone, is that iPad, is that video game, is it an idol? And I'm going to ask you to seriously ask yourself that question. Is it an idol? Is it something that in my life demands way too much attention, way too much time, way too much energy, way too much of me? Is it an idol? Is it something that you are turning to instead of turning to Jesus? You're turning to it for acceptance and and, and for things that only Jesus can give. Is it an idol? Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 21. Who's got that for us? Thank you. Again, we go back to these things that are temporary. Raise your hand if you currently, I don't mean currently like with you. This is not a test. Camp didn't ask me to do this to try and test you. But raise your hand if at home currently you you have a phone, like a cell phone. Keep your hand raised if you have had more than one cell phone in in your lifetime. Keep your hand raised if you've had more than two cell phones in your lifetime. Keep your hand raised if you've had more than three cell phones in your life. Keep your hand raised if you've had more than four. Okay, I don't, I don't want to embarrass anybody, so we're not going to go any further than that. Okay? But here, right, listen to this. Right? All of those, all of those right? They're all temporary. Good night. I don't even want to know the stories of why they've had so many, okay? But they're so temporary. And yet we put all of this treasure and all of this focus on them. And so I ask you, is it an idol? Can I tell you something that goes back to even love? Say, how how do I do everything in love? Let me give you a perfect example because this also goes to, is it an idol? When you're with people, you know how you love them? Be with people. Can I just lovingly, graciously say that to you? When you're with people, put your phone away and be with people. Don't you just love to go to a restaurant? You're like, oh, look at that lovely family. They're out to eat with each other. That's how I know it's an idol. Do you love those people enough to give them your attention? And again, I'm telling you, I know full well that we adults have not done a good job of setting an example in this. I'm asking you to set an example. Do you love those people enough to put that thing down, to put it away, but it, it demands our attention? Ding, bleep, bleep, whatever. All of these, I'm like... When I go on a date with my wife, when I spend time with my wife, do I love her enough to ignore a ding that happens on my phone? When I'm in the backyard playing wiffle ball with my kids, when I'm whatever and I'm hanging out with my kids, do I love them enough? Or is this thing such an idol that every ding demands my attention? Be with people. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. I fear for your marriages someday. 
because you have grown up and you're growing up in a world where we see the tops of people's heads. And I fear for the communication and the relationship and the connection of your marriage someday. I fear for you, for this generation as a parent someday. Because everything revolves around this stupid rectangular box. This is the moments I want to throw these things against the wall. Is it an idol? Is it something that you are treasuring? Something that moth and rust are going to destroy? And for some of you, that lawnmower is going to destroy. That toilet's going to destroy. Whatever it was that brought about the destruction of that. But it's going to be destroyed, and yet we treasure it so much. Is it an idol? Jeremiah chapter 2 God addresses the people of Israel and the idols that they had placed. And hear how this is said to them. Jeremiah 2.13. Did you hear that? Right? They have forsaken Him who is what? They have forsaken God who is what? The spring of living water. And have replaced Him with what? Broken, we had technology, you're right, right? Broken cisterns, cisterns that don't even hold water. God's saying to them, listen, there's, there's two options you have. Here is me, here is option one, living water, a well that you will never be thirsty, never be hungry, that gives you actual peace, actual joy, actual fulfillment, actual purpose, actual value. This is what you get here. Option one. Option two. 